Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Must Stop Podcast. Eric Wesley here with you. And today we are going to focus on mental health. While the month of May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, it is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Before I introduce today's guest, let me give you a few statistics around mental health that you may not be aware of. According to the National Alliance on Mental Health, 51.5 million adults experienced mental illness in 2019, but only about 44% of them received treatment. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year, but less than half get treatment. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14, and 75% begins by age 24. And the average delay between onset of mental illness symptoms and treatment is 11 years. Our guest for today is someone who has seen mental illness and its effects up close, having a family member with a mental illness. Joining me is Andrea Butler, Manager of Labor and Employee Relations. Andrea, welcome to the Bus Stop Podcast. Thank you very much, Eric, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. We are glad to have you. This is your first time on the podcast, right? Yes, it is. Well, like we always do with our first time guest is we want to let our listeners know more about you and what you do for the company. And so since this is your first time, let's begin by having you tell us what your role consists of and how long you've been with the company. Okay. Um, uh, as you said, I'm the manager of labor and employee relations. I have been with the company since 2004. Um, although I left for a couple of years in March of 2020, I came back. So total time about seven, 16 years, I would say. Um, I am the manager of labor relations, employee relations, and my job is really multifaceted. Um, so I administer the employee compliance helpline. I'm the minister of that. I do all of the responses for any federal, state, and local charges that we receive, as well as assist in anything of the day-to-day operations with the unions, um, driver pay issues, grievances, things of that nature. Oh wow. So it sounds like you're the you're the person who fixes everything, right? <laughs> I am a fixer. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you for letting us know about your background and and how long you've been with the company. So, you're very familiar with Greyhound and let me let you all know that Andrea also works with our Greyhound United committee, which Greyhound United is our group that works on diversity and inclusion for the company. She's heading up our efforts for our Abilities Employee Resource Group, which does encompass mental health awareness. As I mentioned earlier, she knows the effects of mental illness and what it takes for a person and their family to manage the illness. Andrea, if you'll just walk us through your experience uh, when it comes to having a family member with mental illness and why this topic means a great deal to you. Absolutely, Eric. In 1991, my mom uh, became very ill. And after about 10 years of trying to figure out what it was, and um, we thought she had dementia, we thought she was just talking crazy, we thought it was um, the effects of the medications they were putting her on, 
Um, so about 10 years went by and we finally got a diagnosis. She was finally diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, and then when my dad passed away in 2001, um, because my dad always took care of her um, for the whole entire time she was ill, um, the six of us kids, um, there are six of us, um, we really had to step up and be my mom's caretaker because um, she wasn't able to really take care of herself. Um, so that was a huge, um, it, it was a huge thing in our lives um, to number one, see someone with mental illness when we knew nothing about schizophrenia, we knew nothing about how to handle anybody with schizophrenia. So um, it was very hard for us. Um, so we thought that, you know, it was really just a depression from my dad, you know, from the loss of my dad. Um, we thought that, you know, cause we didn't know anything about schizophrenia. So we thought she was just depressed because my dad was gone, which was part of it. Um, and it did trigger it a little bit. Um, but after years and years and years and years of trying different medications and um, she was actually in the hospital for about six months uh, because she wouldn't eat because she thought people were trying to poison her. Oh, wow. Um, so she, uh, so finally we got her on the right medication. Finally, she's at a point where she does have episodes every now and again. Mm -hmm. um, but we know what those, what, what those episodes are now. And we know how to handle those episodes. Um, and um, so now she's finally on a medication that helps her. We know what medication she can't take, what she can take. And she does have a home health nurse that's with her 24 hours a day. Okay. Um, so she's never alone. Okay. Did it take a lot of education for you and your siblings um, uh, to help her to get to a point where you're at? You were able to uh, help her once you figured out you knew what was going on with her? It did. It took us a lot of talking to doctors. Um, a lot of knowing how to handle when she does have an episode, because I don't know, a lot of people don't know schizophrenia is not something that people just have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, at least not in my mom's case. Now, I don't know, there may be more severe cases, but uh -huh. not in my mom's case. So she has episodes of, um, she'll say things that are very off the wall and you'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like uh -huh. she'll talk about stuff that, um, you know, she'll say, you know, with my dad being gone, she would say things like, um, well, your dad came and saw me last night and he said this and you'd be like, uh, okay, mom, you know, it's kind of, and then trying to kind of bring them back to the reality of, you know, um, no, this is what's going on. You know, dad's been gone since, you know, dad passed away in 2001, mom. Okay. So, um, so it's just knowing, talking to the doctors and really trying to identify what to say and what not to say and, you know, to not make them feel like they're insignificant, uh -huh. not make them feel like they're crazy, um, not make people feel bad about their illness um, because that makes things worse. Right, right. Okay. Now the past year, uh, the pandemic changed a lot for many people, including our Greyhound employees and their families. Um, how did you manage everything that you went through th during the past year just to 
you know, because that in itself can have an impact on people's mental health. Absolutely. It absolutely can. So um, in working from home for me was very tough. I'm the type of person I like to get up. I've, that's what I've known for years. You get up, you go to work, you interact with people. Um, and then having to be in a home office, though, I, uh, I, I had to start really focusing on the positive side of working from home. <laughs> and so, I know you're, you're a people person, so. I very much am. <laughs> so, um, it's given me, I, I, like I said, I had to focus on the positives of it. So my work-life balance now is great. Um, I don't sit in traffic. I don't spend an hour commuting back and forth to work. Um, getting to work takes me about 20 seconds now. <laughs> um, I can cook dinner and work at the same time. So, <laughs> um, so I really had to kind of step back and I'm, I, I'm never saying that I haven't had time where I'm just like, I don't know if I can take this. I don't know if I can do this, um, but I've really had to kind of step back and really focus on the positives of it um, because it has been a definite change in my life and I'm sure in other people's lives too. Now with the mental health of your mom, how, how did she handle that? Or how did you and your siblings help her get through last year? So that was really tough um, because we were used to um, all of us kind of going over, um, spending time with her. Um, but actually my middle sister, um, Kristen, she's, she used to work for Greyhound. So some of y'all may know her, <laughs> um, but my middle sister, actually, um, her and her daughter ended up moving in with my mom during this time. So um, to try to be there so that she, so that someone was there. Um, with her during the pandemic, uh, because we weren't able to all go over because we didn't want to expose my mom to anything that um, would put her at risk. Um, because along with the schizophrenia, she has some other health problems too. So she's on medications that um, it, she's susceptible to things um, as far as her immune system. So my sister ended up moving in with her and still lives with her now um, uh, to try to combat that. Um, my mom went through a big depression because she couldn't see her grandkids. She couldn't see, you know, she had her, her one grandchild, <laughs> but she couldn't see her other grandkids, her kids. So, right. um, we all went and got tested and decided that we were all going to get together. We didn't care what anybody said. <laughs> <laughs> so we all went and got tested and we all did end up getting together. Once everybody found out they were negative, we all ended up kind of getting together and, um, for my mom. Okay. So, and for us as well, it wasn't just for my mom. It was really for all of us because we were all, a lot of us were dealing with the same things. So and, and now that the people are being vaccinated and numbers are slowly going down, is, mm -hmm. has that helped a, a lot oh, with the family and your mom? Absolutely. Yes. We, we do have our regular get togethers. Um, I've gotten my first vaccination. So um, my second one is a, a next Friday, actually. So I'll be completely vaccinated. Um, but yeah, we, um, we've, we've been doing our regular, you know, holidays. We were together for Easter. Um, we have a, we have something planned for Memorial Day coming up. So it helps. It's definitely helped every one of us. Mm -hmm. 
now when it comes to just you, Andrea, and the, were there a couple of things that really helped you during the time away from the office and being at home the past year? Some things that you may have done to, I don't know, maybe you took walks, you exercise, you listen to music. Were a couple of things that really helped you? Yes. So um, the one thing I realized is that sitting in this chair in front of this computer looking at the same four walls every day was making me crazy. It, it can have an so, effect on you. Yes, it can. I can, so, I can attest to that. So about every hour, hour and a half, I, you know, if, I'll, if I'm in the middle of something and I'm at a stopping point, I'll get up. Um, I'll go outside. I um, set up a little area in my front porch um, with table and chairs. And so I'll go, I'll sit out there. Um, I'll go, I live in a cul-de-sac. So I'll go walk around my cul-de-sac a little. Um, I thank God for my fiance and my daughter. Uh, they let me cry on their shoulder a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good to have a, a, a shoulder to, to lean on yeah. and cry on. Yeah, so uh, they've been wonderful through this whole thing. Um, I turn on my music um, while I'm working. And to be honest, just a lot of prayer and meditation, honestly. Um, it, I, I don't think I could have got through it if it wasn't for God's help. Just being honest. <laughs> I agree. Amen to that. Amen to yeah. that. Now, now, were there times when you, or did you come to realize for you, uh, some things that maybe were, uh, I don't know, triggers that said, hey, now it's time for me to get out and walk or pray or whatever the case may be. Were there some things that kind of triggered you that, uh, or did you have a timer set to help you get, to help you know when you needed to do these things? It wasn't anything specific. Um, I can kind of start to feel myself not being able to really concentrate if I sit here too long or, um, I'll start to, um, you know, looking at a computer all day is tough anyway, but, um, if I, if I really feel myself starting to really just be like, I'm just, I can't look at the computer anymore. My eyes don't want to focus, you know, things like yeah. that. I wouldn't say there's anything in particular. The one good thing about being at home is you don't have, and like I said, focusing on the positive is you don't have people, um, there are very much less demands. So being able to just kind of make my own schedule and make my own time. Like I said, if I really feel like I'm just not, I can't concentrate anymore. I'll get up, I'll move around. Uh, you know, I may go throw a load of laundry. It may be as simple as throwing a load of laundry in the in the washer you know <laughs> oh not the laundry that's just more work <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it, but, it, but it's something that i know needs to be done so like if i do it now i don't have to do it later <laughs> right right i understand <laughs> so well there, there's some excellent resources out there to help people with their mental health and to stay on top of it is there any specific organization or website that you use or even not just for yourself, but even uh, for you and your siblings helping with your mom? Um, a lot of what we did was more talking to our doctors, um, reaching out to, uh, my mom had some very good counselors um, that she went to. Um, so we, we actually did a, a few family counseling sessions where we would go in and we would sit down and we would all talk. Um, so, you know, I really encourage people um, to never downplay um, going to counseling 
it's an amazing resource for people who are trained to help you and can really, really help you in anything that you're going through. Um, Because there were some things that we found out about ourselves during the counseling that we never would have, you know, never would have thought. Um, based, you know, judgments we were making towards what my mom was going through that we really had to step back, but, um, counseling. And then for me personally, especially when I'm here, um, I, I have an app on my phone. It basically plays nature sounds, soft music, um, helps you kind of meditate. Um, there's some great apps out there that you can download for free, um, on the app stores. And I put my phone next to me and I'll just let it go. Okay. What, what, what apps do you use to help you? Uh, let me see. Cause I have, um, I have, um, rain sounds, sea sounds, white noise. Um, and then there's one called, um, it's called soothing, soothing sounds. So okay. those are basically the four that I kind of, kind of push myself towards. Okay. So they mm-hmm. provide some natural sounds with the rain yes. and things of that nature. Mm, the, the ocean for me, yes. Okay, very I'll good. I'll turn on the ocean sitting here just thinking I'm at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with wanting to, or <laughs> thinking or acting like you're at the beach. There's nothing wrong with that. That would be a good place to be. Yes. Um, well, of course, Greyhound has the employee assistance program for our employees, the EAP, uh, that people can connect with for any number of concerns. Uh, if you're listening, those who are listening, if you need to call the EAP, that number to connect with them is 888-293-6948. Again, it's 888-293-6948. And you can connect with the EAP at any time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also visit uh, their website, which is www.workhealthlife dot com forward slash standard three so that's www.workhealthlife.com forward slash standard three and that's the number three Uh, for more information that you may want to find they have all kinds of stuff for online videos articles and so forth and then even for our drivers andrea you work a lot with the uh i think the atu and so the, yes. the ATU has an EAP that the drivers can call. And that, that number is 888-779-2235. Again, that's 888-779-2235. And they can also visit uh, www.members.mhn.com and then use the company code Greyhound. Uh, Andrea, that's going to probably bring our our time to a close for today. But before we go, are there any uh, parting words you'd like to say to employees when it comes to mental health? And you've given us some good information uh, concerning yourself and even with your mom. So is there anything else you might like to add? Um, I would just say to everyone um, that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Um, So I would encourage you to really take care of yourself mentally and physically um, and do whatever you need to do um, to create a peace of mind in your life. Um, Use the resources available um, that Greyhound has provided 
Um, they're great resources. Um, and take care of yourself and take care of each other. Well, thank you very much, Andrea, for that. And thank you for your time today. Enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as well for joining us today. And be sure to come back for the next episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. Until next time, remember, as always, you are Greyhound. So be first, be safe, be stellar.